You're listening to Elvis Express Radio with Grant Bench and Joe Crine. Why don't we have a look at uh, things in uh, Elvis history on this day, Joe? Uh, one significant one that Elvis did in Memphis, but we'll get to that. But what else have you got there? 1957, it was announced that Elvis would receive $250,000 and 50% of the net profits for his third movie for MGM. Well, I wish I had that. 1961, in Memphis, Tennessee, Elvis Presley made his first concert appearance since 1958. During the show, he was presented with a plaque by RCA to mark record sales of 76 million worldwide. 1967, Elvis Presley's Indescribably Blue hit number 33 in the U.S. I love that song. Maybe that's the one we should play. I think we probably will, Joe. Uh, Just before that, though, we can tell you that on the 26th of February, Elvis was uh, doing the recording for Wear My Ring Around Your Neck. He added the piano part and guitar backslap percussion. The song was released in April 1958 with Don't You Think It's Time. Uh, In 1964, Elvis arrived at Paramount to begin pre-production on the movie Roustabout. And this one is listed, Joe, but I, I, I think we might have to check on this one. U.S. President Lyndon B. Johnson visited Elvis on the set of the movie Spin Out in 1966. Now, we mentioned uh, on on this day that uh, the website that, that we used said that Elvis Barely. met Lyndon B. Johnson, which uh, wasn't true. It's actually his daughter, Lyndon, Linda Bird Johnson. Now, he met her twice, once on the set of Spin Out, because there's a photo here uh, that I've got, but also... Uh, Elvis was visited on the set by Linda Bird with her boyfriend, actor George Hamilton, on the 22nd of June during the filming of The Girl Happy. Now, George Hamilton had just finished playing Hank Williams in the movie Your Cheatin' Heart. So uh, there is a photo of Elvis with uh, Linda there on the set of Spin Out. Quite a nice photo. Hey, Grant, before we go on to anything else, um, guess where I'm going? Where are you going, Joe? I'm going to an antique store. Oh, oh, there we go. Yeah. um, If you guys don't know, I go to this antique store. I don't get out of the house very much, but when my wife goes to this store, she always brings me. uh, I always find uh, LPM, Elvis Records, and uh, great, uh, some LSPs. But what's great about them is they are in mint condition, and I get them for like five bucks some pop. Uh, Every single time. I still have nightmares about the last time you showed me. There was a few soundtracks, and as you said, no spindleware virtually on the album at all. It's like somebody bought them for the collection and never played them. Yeah, I, who the hell would ever do that? I mean, one of the ones I'm going to, going to pick up, the uh, uh, I, it might have been Spin Out or something like that. Um, and the cover's got some... You know, I, I wouldn't want it. But remember every time I talk to you about it, yeah. uh, I don't pick it up because of the cover. Yet the uh, vinyl itself is is perfect. So I'm going to finally pick that some bitch up. Are you going to haggle on them for the $5? Say, ah, oh, the cover's no good. I'll give you three. Well, actually, last time they gave it to me for free because my wife spent a lot of money on the <laughs> antiques. So... Hopefully she's going to uh, buy a lot again, so maybe I'll get it for free. Well, I have a feeling uh, next time we meet on the webcam, you're going to make my heart melt, aren't you? You ain't kidding. You do it to me all the time. Now, back to to John's question, Joe. He mentions here about uh, 
requesting Elvis doing Burning Love, which we played, and Elvis growls. Now, that particular performance is the one that's in Elvis on tour. And he had a bit of a problem, well, I guess the TCB band and Elvis had a problem ending Burning Love. He sang it in Greensboro a couple of days before, saying it's one of the first times they did it on stage. And there's a great outtake from Elvis on tour for it. He's where Elvis is talking to, to the guys at the back about ending the song. And he's trying to end it. And Ronnie Tut just kept going crazy. So I think he's growling because he's trying to look at them to say, let's get this performance right one time. Um, but it's a great bit of outtakes. And, and you were talking about uh, Bill Bays, who sings that high, high note in the song. Yeah, I, I interviewed uh, Bill Bays, and uh, he still laughs uh, to this day about it. He says, Elvis just looked at me and pointed. He said, I had no idea what to do, so we just did the old, <laughs> I get to it, but I just can't. Yeah, you can see that in, in on tour as well, where you can just see, he's just wait, Elvis points at him, and it's exactly right. I mean, but he has a great voice, Bill Bays, and seems a nice, nice guy as well. Yeah, he really is, and he does have a beautiful voice. I was just... Talking to him not too uh, long ago. Really good. Great guy. Mm. All right, let's carry on. Now, you've been watching a, a documentary that uh, mentioned Elvis Joe. Yeah, it was a really good biography of Dion Warwick. I think it was uh, Netflix. might have been Discovery. It's one of those uh, uh, corporations that are making an incredible amount of money. But, uh, yeah, it was really cool, and I had... I had no idea about this uh, this story, but I guess it is around, and there's uh, different message boards that talk about it. Some people believe it. Some people do not. But it says, uh, what do I have here? She says, um, Elvis told Las Vegas record stars to put an autographed photo of him in Dion's albums. This was before shrink wrap. He announced this fact from his concert stage for local uh, record sales surged as a re- result of the kindness by E. Uh, she never forgot this. Now, there are some people who say, uh, no, they were already shrink-wrapped. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, some of them weren't shrink-wrapped, but what date did she say? See, what date like, was it? It's obviously in the, the early 70s somewhere. Um, I'm not exactly sure on the date on that, but I've heard her tell that story as well, and she says it so sincerely. Why, why would you make that up? And I mean, she's already a big star now. Why, why would she have any reason to make that up? And I, I could see Elvis wanting to do that, especially something local in, in Las Vegas. He could sign a few pictures, give it to the record store, because I know in some other concerts he's mentioned when he had a new single out to go to a particular record store. So I could see he could have a relationship with them uh, to put that in, and that's something... I mean, if I was at that show and... Elvis said, I've got a signed photo in a Dion Warwick album. I'd be straight down to that record store and picking one up. She said her uh, sales were uh, shite, you know, and yeah, after it, I would be right with you, Grant. But she has a a few other things. Uh, She says, uh, it says, uh, this is all from her uh, biography. And she says, uh, she, uh, she met Elvis. This summary of antidotes, I shouldn't have said that, but it says uh, she once told Elvis he was the prettiest man she'd ever seen. He said, how about handsome? And she insisted, no, you're pretty. He fell out laughing. She says uh, he was one of the nicest men she'd ever met. 
She first met Elvis in Las Vegas. Uh, that's the no. Uh, was opening at the Sands, and he was opening at Las Vegas Hilton. She visited her aunt Sissy Houston during a sound check, and Sissy introduced her to Elvis. He told Dion he was a fan of her recordings, and she thought this was wonderful to hear. She saw him several times after the L- after L.A., uh, including a chance meeting at a jewelry store when both. We're Christmas shopping. Elvis wanted her to recommend a good ear, nose, and throat specialist because Lisa Marie's tonsils needed to be removed. Dion recommended her own doctor, and Lisa Marie is a lifelong present. Patient, you know, sorry. Yeah, uh, that, that's an interesting story, and she seems a nice lady as well, so I'm sure you would have enjoyed that uh, documentary. And I think, what's my favorite Dion Warwick song? What's that... Um Heartbreaker, <laughs> you'd have to be a heartbreaker. I like that one. And, of course, that great song that she did with uh, Stevie Wonder and Elton John, That's What Friends Are For. But it's nice to hear, yeah. those, it's nice to hear those memories of Elvis, and uh, thanks for sharing those, uh, Joe. Let's move to our next request. It's for Carol and Brenda in Birmingham, England, and they say, Hi, guys. Thanks, as always, for the great show last week, and it was so good to have Joe back and that you two were able to discuss all things Elvis. We think we know the answer to this question, Joe. But have you ever taken the top off your Elvis perfumes to see what they smell like after all these years? Have you? Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't... No, it's very, very faint. Well, we watched your YouTube video and found it interesting that the box had no writing on it whatsoever. Now, you've got another one of your videos going up, uh, I think, today, Joe. Yeah, it's the uh, Felton Jarvis uh, interview... uh, uh, record and a little bit of information and showing the cue sheets and the letter and stuff like that. Yeah, check it out. It's a now I, I have to change it again because um, I had it to King's things. So I'm going basically back to my original collecting King Elvis. I've changed it twice because I've gotten complaints twice from people who've already had a uh, there's a you know the same name around the same name. So I'm just a nice person and I. I changed it. So it's, it's, I wish it, I mean, it was mean. I wish I was mean. So right now it's collecting King Elvis? It's collecting uh, King Elvis, uh, but it's not changed yet because YouTube got angry at me for changing it three times. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully you've already can find it. I'll, I'll look forward to seeing that myself. I, I was really happy uh, to hear it. A, uh, Ed Hess, who has uh, the King's Court, very popular. You should check it out on YouTube. Uh, said some wonderful things about me. It was wonderful to hear it. Oh, I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing that. I, I've uh, I've had a few contacts with Ed myself and uh, one various things that he's done. And and yeah, it's a great channel, the King's Court. And his parents actually uh, were following Elvis right from. They went to Vegas a lot, and uh, they've got some amazing stories. They uh, met Colonel Parker, and in fact, one of the the great stories that he told about his dad. I think when his was his mate Jim. They were in uh, Buffalo uh, at the start of the Elvis on tour footage. Now, if you're familiar with that, Elvis is performing "Burning Love" in like a, a rehearsal in in, in a hall. In a, it looked, looked like a, a dining room, and it's just been made up for Elvis to do. Actually, in the movie, you can see him do um, "I John" just before they they go on stage at one point. Uh, anyway, Richard Hess, which is Ed's dad. And a friend of his had snuck into this ballroom and were hiding behind a petition watching this performance until 
Red and Sonny saw them and, uh, let's just say, escorted them outwards. <laughs> you know, he, he, tell, he says how um, uh, his parents had an in, incredible collection. They got to the point where they, you know, they really didn't want it. And uh, so uh, they were, they were going to get rid of it. And uh, Ed said, no, you can't do that. So he took it, and they were selling um, a lot of it on eBay. And then he finally stopped doing it, and he says, if you only knew what I sold, it would break your heart. And, uh, Ed, I don't want to know. <laughs> I can just imagine some of the things they had. Uh, I have heard a couple of things he's mentioned. And, uh, yeah, the, a lot of these things just get rarer and rarer, and they, they would sent a lot of items from Colonel Parker's office and things like that. And it would break your heart if you knew some of the things that he sold. Yeah. You know, a lot of the things that he has were I question uh, from other people. But um, knowing now about his parents, I'm sure they're they're real. Yeah. There's a, there's a great actually photo he's got on his channel of uh, Elvis signing uh, a picture of his parents during a concert. And... You can clearly see that that's what he's holding. So, yeah, I, I think it's got a great channel. The King's Court. But don't forget, of course, to check out Collecting King Elvis first while you're on YouTube. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, Joe, in the mail that I received, the In Concert box we talked about, I also received, uh, finally, my copy of issue number 39 of uh, The Elvis Files. And this is just an incredible cover of Elvis in early 1956. I think it's at Paramount, and he's signing his uh, contract at uh, Paramount Pictures. And these are just some incredible photos. I know we go on about the Elvis files, but this is a beauty. Yeah, it, it really is. It's uh, just stunning. If you don't get this magazine, guys, you really should. I mean, it's the best one. And now it's time for Grant to say, yeah, but I know you like. I do like Elvis, the man and his music. But if you're talking about... Well, the, the great thing about this... These Elvis files is they're they're reprinting articles from the time, so there's it's great to read those things, and I think this is just they're both great. There's no need to compare them, but uh, these these two are just great. The only the only thing I had in my mind on this one is that at the back they've actually printed the transcript of the telephone conversation that uh, Red West taped with Elvis in October 1976. Mm -hmm. Now there might be some people who haven't heard it, but I, I was a bit uncomfortable seeing that in in print but it's part of the Elvis history so I guess it's you know it's got to be there but what I really loved was uh, the pictures of Elvis in in Paramount at the start just incredible photos but there was one thing I wanted to mention here Joe and this is something we could talk about in in the next break and there's a interview in here with uh, DJ Fontana and he always talked very nicely about Elvis and there's some fantastic photos but he mentioned in there that he along with Scotty Moore were asked to go to Vegas in 1969. And I was wondering what may have happened had Elvis actually taken Scotty and, and DJ. Would they have been additions to the TCB band? Would he have not gotten James Burton? Uh, would the story have been different? Because it was sad actually to read that after the 68 special, Scotty and DJ had no contact with Elvis at all. Yeah, and they were, um, and we've talked about this before, they were always waiting, especially Scotty, uh, that they would be called back, especially after the special. Yeah, that did so well. I mean, can you imagine if this, the informal section was actually what they took to Las Vegas, rather than having the big, the big band, but, 
Oh, that 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 68 special is amazing, and and Scotty and, and DJ certainly have a a special place in the hearts of all Elvis fans because they were they were just amazing. You're kidding. Great news last week, uh, Joe. Uh, the Elvis movie won a lot of awards in uh, in Britain, and uh, Austin Butler was uh, the leading actor in the movie, which was fantastic. It was also nominated for best editing, and best sound and best film, but. Uh, Austin won the the best actor, and you were telling me before that that's a, a good omen for the Oscars. Yeah, my son, I've said it so many times before. This is such a big thing in in his life. All these uh, award shows, you ask who won, all the way through the years, he will tell you. Same thing with the Grammys, who suck. And uh, he said, uh, Dad, usually whoever wins this wins the Oscar. So I said, fine with me, and I hope they put a sticker on the uh, the record, and I'd have to go back and buy it again. I think they would, but T, can you imagine if he does win the Oscar? Uh, I would love to see them do some sort of, you know, as Elvis number in there somehow. Uh, I mean, he's nominated for a Best Actor. Can you imagine him coming out doing That's All Right, Mama, or something like that on the on the opening of the Oscars? Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. You know, you're saying about the Grammy, and they probably wouldn't do something like that. At one time, they did. Remember, they got a Grammy, mm. and they did put it on the record, a sticker, and then print it on the uh, next release. It was uh, one of the uh, gospel albums. Yeah, it might be Huck Rector Art. might have had a sticker on it. Um, I think so, yeah. Mm. Wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, Joe would love that in his collection. He loves stickers. <laughs> One more thing to mention too quickly, Joe. The 1962 Lockheed Jetstar did sell at auction recently. Uh, it was uh, bidding starting at $100,000 for this aircraft, uh, but actually went for $260,000. Uh, the interior is a retro glimpse of luxury private air travel in the mid-century era. And, of course, this was uh, purchased by Elvis in July 1976. So untouched since Elvis owned it. The jet is the only plane once owned by the legendary singer that is privately owned. Now, will that end up at Graceland? I doubt it. Yeah, it doesn't look in the best uh, condition, but uh, that may have been one of the planes that uh, later on the FBI got involved in. It wouldn't be great. It would be great to be uh, uh, Graceland, but they don't, they're not adding a lot of good things, and they're selling things they should never sell. But did you see what they did to that poor guy that bought it? No, what they do? Yeah, he bought it for a certain amount at the auction, and then uh, he was driving back in his car, and he got a phone call, and they said, uh, there was actually another bid, and we... Uh, we, you know, we didn't say it. So actually, this guy's bid is higher than yours. And I, I'm, I'm screaming at the computer. See, they can't do that. It, they gave you the gavel. So he, this poor guy, had to raise his bid over somebody for a bid he had no idea for. I mean, that, he was an idiot letting them get away with that. You, you, that, that's that's poor form, Joe, isn't it? You, you can't if you got the gavel and you won. That's it. End of story. That's it. And he really does have a lot of work to do. Well, let's hope we see that uh, jet one day. But Joe, I can't believe it. We're, we're done already. Another show in the can. Yeah, it went so fast. Looking forward to next week. Hope that you're there. Okay, guys, uh, don't forget to take care of your family, take care of yourself, and don't forget the TCB for EAP. From Memphis to Melbourne, from Las Vegas to London, from Tupelo to Turkey, this is Elvis Express Radio.